0: Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. In
1: 1919, he hit 29 home runs and
0: was sold to the New York Yankees. A three-run home run for Bucky Dent. The Yankees
1: now lead it by a score of three to 2 Going over
2: to a
1: couple
2: of the Yankees, and there they go
1: again. Ben hits it to deep left. That might send the Yankees to the World Series. Barrette and A. Rod going at it. Roberts is going. Vasquez throw. Roberts safe. What can I say? Just deep my heart and, and call the Yankees my daddies. Welcome to Fan Base, the deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports, episode 128. I mean, listen, the Heim era is over. I got to confess, I mean, this is something that's not really a, I, I'm, not a pra- I'm not a practicing <laughs> religious- of a podcast no, no, no. co-host. But I'm not religious, right? I'm not religious. If you, be- if you believe in that Shocking water bottle- developments, I'm I not either. So if you believe in that water bottle it makes you a better person, I, I could give a crap. But I, I was born Jewish, and Heim Bloom is as Jewish a name as you can get, and I kind of was rooting for him, maybe it's because he's Jewish, I don't know, but he's gone, and I'm conflicted in the sense that, I mean, the numbers don't lie. You I mean, basically, last three last place finishes out of four. I think everybody knows that it's possible to rebuild your farm system and not suck. He had some negatives, right? Whitlock, Hawk Story. I mean, he had injuries. These guys weren't there that they counted on. But you can't tell me, even with those three, four guys, that they would have been at the top of the table. So... I, I my biggest thing with it is that it's weird I I come up since the Jewish thing we'll do it we'll carry it through to the Old Testament it's like a little bit of a Moses thing like you know like he he does this thing and then he 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 doesn't get to see the promised land like they made him do this stuff or the way he wanted to and then in the end they're not going to let him see what it looks like on the other end which I think I understand why they fired him but it's a weird thing to do without giving him like one more year to see if the crap he's doing works out
2: Is it more of a case, the fact that they fired him, that the two people before him, Charrington and Duquette, right? Dombrowski. 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 Were given basically the same amount of time? Was he, like, sitting around at bated breath this year, basically looking looking at his time slipping away?
1: I feel like sometimes since these owners are so rich and successful, we give them too much credit. I mean, in listening to all the hot takes in every department of the world in the last 16 hours— if I own the team and I walk through the stadium, even if it's a rainout makeup and it's a Yankees-Red Sox game and there's 18,000 people there and people don't give a crap, the team sucks, I would be like, I got to fire somebody. You right. know what I mean? I, I mean, I really feel like it was almost like a rando, knee-jerk reaction to like, they just realize how far they have fallen.
2: Right. Yeah, they're definitely not the flavor in New England anymore, or Boston, uh, that's for sure. My
1: wife wants to give up our season tickets. I mean, she is as big a fan, never questioned it, and she's like, what the heck are we doing? Now, now, I, now as a traditional
2: Sox fan, would they, would the traditional Sox fan blame that all on the fact that uh, Mookie Betts left?
1: I think a lot of people think Cause that,
2: that— I mean, I think that's when the downfall started, right? You win a World Series, your marquee player's gone the next year—
1: yeah, a lot of people think that that is a curse, right? That 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 was a cursed. I didn't move. want to
2: say it, but you did.
1: And I'm not saying it's going to be like Babe Ruth, but let's be honest. Everybody has admitted that because look, they, you look at Mookie, right? Uh-huh. He's he's a generational player. He's arguably the MVP this year. In the right? NL. And he's
2: and he's and he and you knew what you had when you had when you
1: had him. Well, that's the thing is that how how much did you know? I mean, to go out there and that star. We well, won the MVP. I know, but I mean, I, I think that they, whether they thought there'd be a decline or they thought his body would break down because he's not that big, I don't know. I think that he's more than they thought. I think that there's an underest. believe it or not. I think they just didn't under- want to
2: pay for him, to be honest with you. I think they were doing what you're saying. They're running the team. And we had talked about this in past episodes. It's a business, they're running it as they, a business. They made the in age, the age
1: the co- it's not a cost benefit analysis, it's an age to cost analysis. But he was they, like they, 26, right? He, I no, I think he was twenty six li- or twenty seven, a I little believe. older than Devers. Listen, and and I've talked about this on my morning show, and I'll just bears repeating here. It's like Devers is a a great player, and he's a good guy, but he's got zero the intangibles that Bogarts and Bets have. And like, I understand Bogarts because there's no way he's going to live through that contract as a productive player. But when it comes to to Bets, like if 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 you give that money to Devers, how do you not give that money to Bets? And we've been over this a thousand times. The bottom line is that Bets leaving is a curse. Everyone said if you don't win and he's gone, this is going to put your feet to the fire. And this and that's what the fans, the owners, they 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 signed off on the Bets trade, so they they can't they can't run right. away from that. I think honestly, but they'll it, never
2: accept responsibility for but it.
1: But I just think that Fenway's a sad place when it's not when the Iowa two dollar tickets. When the Iowa families go back to school and they're not on vacation still in yeah. that place and you realize how few local fans are actually supporting the team, that's a slap in the face. And you know what? I'm pretty resentful. And it's not about the $13 beers or whatever, but like the arrogance of what they've been getting away with, even when the team went sort of south, you know what I mean? I mean, not since there hasn't been a ton of energy since 18. I mean, well, they haven't
2: done anything since 18. Well, then. I mean,
1: like, there hasn't been real energy since maybe 13. But I mean, honestly, like, Fenway is just sort of, it has sort of jumped the shark. Everything's super expensive and it's annoying. It's like, it's like when a street gets so fashionable because of the stores, and then people who grew up there are like, this is a bunch of crap. <laughs> like, most of the people who are real fans. They can't stand it. I don't mind Sweet Caroline, but you should see my friends when that song comes on. They're like, "Oh, oh man. He's got You got to listen to Bill Burr's podcast. He has a whole thing about songs he just cannot stand." And that's one of them.
2: Sweet Caroline, Come on Eileen, oh. uh there's, there's there's a there's whole a bunch slew of them. There's a slew of them. And, and the has, sing-along
1: ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: we're like, people are just like, oh my God, enough.
1: So I mean, just to, to put a ribbon on it, I think the real conversation has to be, what do, you do ne- what do you do now? And then what does this mean for Cashman? So what do you do now? I mean, there's this whole debate, do you, do you go with the Sabermetrics Moneyball guy all the way, or do you go with a Dombrowski sort of fly by the seat of your pants thing or whatever? I mean, Th- Theo's not coming back, everybody knows that. And so I I would like somebody who just has an understanding that you have to balance win now with build for later. Like the fact that they they, they, when they were close they didn't trade for much to me is a fundamental misunderstanding of why you develop people in the minors. You know, like I look – if I have six prospects, I'm definitely trading three of them because that's how you – that's what you do at a deadline. You keep three, you trade three, you move up. You have arbitration-eligible guys – You have minimum guys, and you have free agents that are making big money. That's how you build a 25-man roster. I mean, it's pretty freaking simple. It's not that hard. And so I don't know if it's a young guy or what. And I can't stand this chief baseball officer versus (laughs) G. Because anyone need to know, I mean, most baseball fans who listen and watch this podcast know that a GM's not a GM anymore. Right. Right. The GM is the chief, chief baseball. Yeah, how does Sam officer.
2: Kennedy get away with keeping his job and
1: all this? Well, he uh, he's a part owner of the team. Well, there you go. He's got equity, and I like Sam. I the thing I well, don't. He understand... It.
2: He's got part ownership. They don't want to rattle those cages.
1: Well, and the thing is, is that what bothers me is why they didn't re- like the the timing isn't the timing. It's like if you recognize that what's going on is some longer term issue, wh- like what are you doing? Like I just I I I really. You know, taking Hein Bloom as the fall guy.
2: Are they getting rid of him now, though? Because they're they're panicking. Because maybe well, because Stearns went Stern, to let, yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I if they got a guy, they or maybe want,
2: they're, they're they're just saying, listen, we're we're moving on. So anybody that's interested, like,
1: let us know. Let us know. Because the truth is, like with the Stearns thing. Uh, and where did he end up going? He went to the, the Mets. Mets,
2: but he's a New York guy, so. right? But the bottom
1: line is, is and if that's
2: if they, why I was thinking the Yankees would go to.
1: If they direction. had a guy in mind, they would have done it. And like again, if we, maybe we're Not giving like them too have much credit, they anybody in mind, right? So then, then, then fire him because one talented guy goes off the books. Is, that's dumb. I don't think that's it. I really don't. And I think that Boston still is a job and a place and a franchise that you could poach somebody would leave a job for oh, that absolutely. job. So I don't I'm not buying into that one that theory, but who gets this job is important and I I don't I don't think I want a first time GM. But I don't want That's why I like the guy I don't know if it's Sabian, I don't know who they were talking about, but there was somebody who's done it but isn't like Oh, the guy from Arizona? I thought it was the guy from San Fran. I don't know. Sabian's I, older. He's been around. maybe oh, it's not Sabian.
2: Fadian or f- fart. No, I don't know if it's him. But, the guy from San Francisco. But
1: my point is like I don't want a first-time GM. You know, but I want I don't want like, you know, the dusty well, baker What's his name? Of Sam Fold
2: is the guy that keeps coming up cuz well, he's the, he's from New but England. But
1: isn't he a GM now? I think he's with Philadelphia, I believe. It, but, so he works on a yeah, I Yeah, think so, so he's so he he's from New England. He actually went to my high school and he's been respected ever since he was, you know, in in the majors and playing, but he is also he's a brainiac like was an Ivy kid you know what right. I mean like you know if he so he's super super smart and he's played i think credibility wise he'd have a lot of credibility in in the clubhouse and the meeting room so yeah where's Alex
2: Cora fit in all this do, they, do well, they some people
1: think Cora like this is an elevation for Cora
2: like he's going to he's going to not be manager i no, i'm not saying i'm
1: not saying he jump in the front office but like if you don't fire both of them then it's an elevation of Cora.
2: Right. So they value him more. Let's face it,
1: I think he's overrated too. Now I don't dislike him. But well, he, they, they must
2: like him because they freaking got rid of him and brought him back. And listen, it wasn't like a Billy Martin thing. It was just like, let's you go hide for a little bit and then you they come lo- back.
1: They have they love him. They don't just like him. They love how could you keep a guy on so like he's that?
2: he's sticking around no matter who comes Correct. in. Correct. That's right. So whoever comes in has gotta be on board with that.
1: Right. It's complicated. Yeah, it's a fr- actually keeping Cora makes it really messy, unless it's an inside job. So I don't I don't really know how many more go. years at
2: left on Cora's contract it can't be more than two. I mean they don't usually sign more than three year deals. No, I bet you but it's I just mean, next year. It
1: shouldn't be about that. If it is, then it's just that's even even worse. So listen, we've done nothing to 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 give you the insight about who's next. I think Sam Fold would be a great answer, but I do think that whoever it is. They're gonna they're gonna give Cora one year, but I if I'm coming in to be the CBO, I'm gonna that's the first, I'm gonna get the offer, right? I'm gonna get the offer. Yeah. Then I'm gonna ask the question, well, what, what what what's the deal with Cora? And they're like, well, he stays no matter what. I might not take the offer.
2: Yeah. Well, and you also need to get like a five year deal from them because you're not gonna be around too long if you don't right. produce. Right. And yeah. you gotta give, get a commitment that they're gonna spend some money that they're gonna have to go out and get if they're gonna do this cost analysis and all this penny pension stuff that they started. With Heim bloom,
1: But you can't do, John, a, a, a knee-jerk spend. I think that's a huge mistake. Well, maybe not
2: next year because there's not a ton other than Shohei free agent-wise on the market. Um, but they're going to have to do something if it's through trades or whatever. I mean, Raphael Devers is not going to be your key marquee player to build there's around, no I don't think. no
1: chance. No. So they're a far away. Let's talk quickly about the Yankees. I, I think ultimately the Sox are going to end up in last. The Yankees won't end up in last. And... That leaves you with a real, really weird decision because you'll you'll have basically played well the last month of the season with a bunch of young kids, and we'll get to Dominguez in a second. But that that to me means if they finish out of last place in over five hundred, I think Boone and Cashman stay.
2: Yeah, I think given the circumstances that the Yankees are in now, that. They basically, you know, they basically gave up, went with the youth movement, and then they lost their, their one flavor, Dominguez, that everyone was excited about. It almost kind of reset the the meter, I think, with the Yankees in a way, like you said. It's like they're not going to blame anybody anymore. They're just going to kind of say, listen, this is what happened, and hopefully we can improve our team with a left-handed bat, and outfielder. Maybe, hopefully, Dominguez is back, you know, earlier than later, and comes back in May, and he's the center fielder of the future. And I think I, I kind of agree with you, Brian. I think this might— this whole scenario, how the expectations just dropped, might be saving Boone and Cashman. I think I don't think Boone was going anywhere. Do to you be want honest them you. gone?
1: By the way, do you want them gone?
2: I'm done. I'm tired of Cashman. To be honest with you, I mean, I know he, you know, he's been around forever and he knows the game and he's well respected. But I just feel like that ship has sailed. He's been around in the Yankees organization Time for, for so long. But the- again, he, he, it's not just him. He comes with a whole. Ecosystem, Whole ecosystem. It's not like you're getting rid of Hein Bloom, who you just kind of put in there and maybe had, like, one guy around him where Sam Kennedy was more of, like you said, part owner with the good old boys club, and you're just that middleman there. Like, Brian Cashman's got all sorts of guys he's been working hand-in-hand with for the last 15, 20 years in that organization. You're blowing it all out. Yeah, but so do you want to go down that route, or do you want to look at it and be like, listen, we need some health next year, we need two or three pieces, and let's
1: try it. I— I don't know all the names of the guys that have been called up for the Sox. I actually think the Sox are closer to being better than the Yankees are. I, do. I don't think pitching wise. I think you know
2: when it all comes down to. It, I think the Yankees have have the better pitching than the Sox do like, on paper right now. Um, even you know coming back from injury. Um, but you know I think you could throw any any kind of hitting lineup out there any day against any other team other than the Atlanta Braves, and you're probably gonna match up pretty well unless you're the you know the Royals or the Pirates.
1: Right. I don't um, know. I just think there's no I think Stanton is is an absolute liability. And then after Judge, who who is is there anybody feared in that lineup? And well, I mean, Glaber, no. Glaber's
2: had a great great season, and he's I mean he's a very young player. You gotta remember, Glaber Torres is twenty five years old. So, is he really? That young? Yeah, he's been in, he start he's one of those guys that started at nineteen twenty years old in the major league. So he's not even a free agent until after next season. So he's not going anywhere. And if you're tanking next year and he's doing good, you can get something for him. So, I, I think like, you know, a healthy judge who knows what's going to happen with him, if he's going to need surgery, if not. I mean, I would think if Judge needed surgery by now, the Yankees would have been like, Sh- get, they shut him down. get your surgery, yeah. right? Um, but then I also feel like, you know, Judge is kind of the guy who's dictating that scenario. You know, if if, if, if Judge says he's fine to play, then Judge is fine to play kind of thing. You but know? it
1: shouldn't be that way when they're paying him that much no, money. No, it shouldn't but-
2: be that way. It shouldn't be that way. But listen, we all know, and we, this is a perfect transition to the J- Jason Dominguez thing, the Yankees have been a little bit sketchy with their conditioning and their injuries and stuff I mean look it's every year it seems like there's a there's you blame
1: a, you blame the the I mean I think the you, training staff for Dominguez no I don't
2: think that I think it's just something he it just happened to him but according to the the thing he had he had reported this like over a week earlier like and I think it was in the first game after he came up he reported elbow problems it's
1: like the Shohei thing
2: and he just kept playing with it because, I mean, now listen, are you going to sit there and they're going to be like, listen, oh, my elbow hurts? Like, oh, come on, kid, you know, you just got up here, you know, you're going to. Do yeah, but your at least run and- a
1: stupid MRI or something. That's, I mean, that's just. Now, granted,
2: do you have, you know, there's a there's a big stock in Dominguez, but you're only in the whole fifth 5.1 million, you know? No, it's not a
1: financial thing. No, it's, it's a it's, future thing. Yeah, it's a future thing. I think it's just I hate when any anybody gets hurt. I really don't like it, but especially good, a young kid.
2: The good thing going, though, in the bright side of it is he is a position player, and he was playing through it. We saw other people play through it. Shohei's playing through it right now. Uh, Harper came back very quickly from it. So, my guess is he's back right after the team breaks camp, but he's going to get have to get ready, right? right. He's going to have to get ready, and is he going to be ready for the major leagues? I mean, we're also talking about a player here who has nine games in AAA and came up to the major leagues under under a scenario that was basically like, hey, kid, our season's lost. Just come on up and play, yeah. right? So he might not even be ready for the major leagues as far as management is concerned, who yeah. that may even be. I don't
1: think he's ever going back down. No,
2: I don't think he's ever going back down either, but a lot can happen between yep. now and then, and... Including the knife in his elbow.
1: He's John Senecal on Brian Jackman. This is Fan Base to deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Just whip around really quickly about the races. I find it fascinating. I, I think everything's pretty much done. I mean, I really would love it if both Seattle and um, and uh, uh, the Rangers leapfrog the Astros, but I don't. I don't know if that's going to happen. It's this NL wild card that's driving me bananas. Like nobody seems to want it. Like everyone's playing 500 ball, and you have the giants, the reds, the d-backs have all played like crap. Yeah. And they're all there still, and I kind of like it cuz it's something to 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 keep an eye on and I actually really like all three teams. Levulo, it's got a Boston connection, the reds for some reason they get me, and the giants I always follow cuz of Yastrzemski. So but they've all they've they all three of those teams. Have a run differential in the negative, and they're all three as of Friday tied for that last wild card spot. I mean, that's a bunch of hot garbage.
2: It's a lot of hot garbage, total hot garbage. And you look at it like what the Phillies are leading the wild card at four up. So I mean, technically they could be overtaken. I mean, they're not going to be, but technically they could. So that whole wild card could be shuffled in a matter of yeah, four games. Wouldn't that be fun, right? But you know, no one's even talking about Miami, who's like the most at least interesting team in baseball that's in it. Like, nobody, nobody cares. can name a player for them. Nobody cares about them. And yeah. their main marquee guy, Alcantara, who won the Cy Young, I believe, last year, is hurt right now. So, you know, what have they really got going? But they keep hanging in there. They keep hanging in there. And I think, you know, the flavor is Cincinnati. Everybody, you know. I
1: like them. Yeah,
2: they want to see that. And I'm not excited about San Francisco. I don't know how they keep hanging in there. I guess, I don't, I don't know. I don't follow them close enough. I don't see them there at the end. Um, I don't think anyone's beaten Atlanta, to be honest with you, but. It's pretty awesome when you've got two weeks left in the season and you got one, two, three, four, five, six, basically seven, six teams that could be anywhere in a matter of leading the wild card or at the end out of the wild card in a matter of four games.
1: Yeah, that's really, I mean, is there anything else that's grabbing you right now? In baseball, you know, in terms of the races, I mean, to me, that's the only thing that's... Well, kind of...
2: the, you know, the American League is interesting because, you know, the Yankees play a ton of games, against, a lot, like, I think seven more games against the Blue Jays, so the Yankees can really mess up the Blue Jays' season, but in the grand scheme of things, you need the Blue Jays to win if you don't want the Astros in. Right. And you need the Texas Rangers to win if you don't want the Astros in. And the Texas Rangers were pretty much garbage, and then all of a sudden they went on a stretch again. If, the Blue, Jays, so, if, if
1: the Blue Jays don't make the playoffs, like, I, I'm going to be dumbfounded exactly. by this the whole... Exactly. The Blue
2: Jays need to wake up. And they... the problem is that they're going to have to wake up at six games against the Yankees too and I don't want to see that because I don't want the Yankees to lose but the Yankees could be a huge pivotal player in this whole wild card thing knocking the Blue Jays out or letting them right in that door.
1: Yeah, I mean if they every year we love the Blue Jays and every year they find a way to choke it. I don't even know how else to explain it. And they got the they have the Blue I would say the
2: Blue Jays and the and the Mariners are the two teams out there right now that have the pitching that could go up against Atlanta in the in the mm-hmm. World Series. Pitching wise. I don't necessarily think anyone other than the Astros might be able to slightly match them in the hitting department. Right. But pitching is what's gonna decide it, I think, because no the, the Braves aren't as good as you think in the pitching department. Their bullpen isn't as good as everyone thinks. Their hitting is just insane. So if they're going to go out and do their normal six runs a game that they've been averaging in the playoffs, I don't think that's going to happen because everyone gets better in the playoffs pitching-wise.
1: I, I really did this factoid. I had no idea that the Braves have won six division titles in a row. It's yeah. like the 90s. I had no clue. Ronald Acuna didn't put that up in that Philly, fireworks Philly, after Philly, the Philly the didn't one win, Philly didn't win one? I, I just
2: No. And That's, the crazy yeah. thing is, is like the, all most of the World Series teams are coming out of the wild cards. Yeah, too. which
1: is interesting. I, we should do a stat analysis on that. Um, you know, it's, I talked about it on my morning show. This has nothing to do with uh, baseball. I just, I wanted to, because t- <laughs> I know you, uh, you, you were following it too. I, I get into this mode when I'm like, whether I'm taking a nap or I'm by myself. Like, I always think about scenarios. Like, if, if I. Robbed a bank, or if I got out of prison, like what would I do? Yeah, like how would I handle it? And this guy who escaped in Pennsylvania, (laughs) no, but what I don't understand is, is like Melo Cavacante. So, I mean, I I don't know how to hotwire a car, like, so I I don't know how to steal a car. So, I I mean, I don't know if he was Googling how to see, but if I stole a car and nobody knew where I was, like, why don't you just like drive to to South Dakota or something. Right. Like, I don't understand why.
2: are st- in the two weeks you're on the run, take a, uh, a scooter, a bike, anything. If you're not going to steal a car, do something to get out of town.
1: Like, I don't understand. But then maybe I'm being naive that he, he can steal a car. He knew how to steal a car.
2: So the guy's plan after he, after he spider man out of prison, right? Which is insane. A, a convicted he be murderer. On the,
1: um, they should do American Ninja Warrior in Get out of prison. prison. Like... <laughs>
2: With with fake bullets though, right? No, if no, no. If you make it over the thing, they can yeah. take you out with the with the dummy <laughs> with something. shot. Something. <laughs> anyway, so the guys, according to him, I, I I smell a movie deal here, like or something. I smell a Netflix series that he's. he's well, just the Dan
1: Amoral one made a movie. right? He's
2: making most of this stuff up, in my opinion, because he's pretty bad at what he did. If if, if you can get out of prison for one, right?
1: You have to have some talent. You got to
2: have some talent, but then you spend two weeks basically within what a ten mile radius of this prison. He couldn't. He didn't get that far, eating watermelons. Stealing boots and stealing Eagles hoodies. You stole an Eagles hoodie? That's what he was captured with. He was wearing an Eagles hoodie when he got captured. <laughs> and the governor of the state that was, of Pennsylvania— That wasn't his? Wasn't his. He had stole it. And apparently, I don't think the person has come forward, but the governor said he would buy the person a new Eagles hoodie in the press conference because— he... But again, like, and over the course of two weeks, he wanted to go to Canada, right? I think, first of all, that's your dumb move because you're going to get across the border. Now, granted, you could cross the border— you know, in Vermont, like you get across the border in the woods. Right, there's something. no wall in Canada yeah, like there right. supposedly is on the Mexican border. Right. Um, well, we're fine with people sneaking into Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm not going to Mexico. I'm going to Canada. But why are you not making some effort in this operation? I mean, like you're you're a criminal. You got zero to lose. I'm not saying you got to go kill someone. In the ha- ha- no,
1: ha- but like make a reasonable effort to effort. get away. Get on a bus. Do something, dude. Bump some change. Shave your head. Put some well, he did do that. On. I think he
2: did. I think he changed his appearance. So he okay. was that smart. Right? I mean, he could have just got the Eagles jersey and went to the freaking game.
1: I just don't—again, I, 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 I go back to, like, what would you do? Like, what would you do? I would not be
2: hanging out anywhere well, you, close what, by eating watermelon. I'll tell you, you that. Because
1: if you're walking the side of the road, they're looking for they're you. They're looking for you. So, like, what do you do? You, they, they got probably every train station and bus station cased. So what do you do? Like, I can't steal a car, so what would I do? I have no money. What would I do? Man. I don't know what I would do. I don't. I can't
2: speak to it. I think that's probably the problem, right? You've been in prison so long, and you get out. And you're but he's not. Like, he hasn't been that long. Long enough, I think. No, right? I think
1: he just <laughs> he just was in prison because he killed his girlfriend. I think he just got convicted. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just I I don't I don't really think he ever wanted
2: to get away. You think he just liked being in the news? I think he probably was. I mean, the news loved him. I know that. So that's
1: sort of like the guy who jumps on the field and streaks across the field. You know, you're going to get lit up, but you get on TV. I mean, that's. Yes. I, I mean, it, it, they're going to attack on, I guess, see, if he's going to prison for life, what's the difference? Exactly. Yeah. But
2: this dude spent two weeks running around, eating watermelon,
1: and getting caught on trail cameras. What's well, better than being in a windowless cell, I guess? I mean. But it, I just, I think it. I th- Th- Next time we talk, I want you to tell me what you would have done, because that's what I want to know. Well, what, I had already, I had
2: already thought of a way to like do a bank robbery in a snowstorm. I have that all planned out.
1: What do you mean? What do you do?
2: Well, you just wait, wait for the snow, because how are they going to catch you, right? Like especially around here, they got
1: because they can't drive in the right. Snow? They can't
2: drive in the snow, so you use snowmobiles. And okay. You knock off a bank in like East Hartford on like we can get up the highway off the side of the highway quick, like f- f- five or fifteen going up five. And just have a car waiting for you and disappear. Ditch the snowmobiles. You steal the snowmobiles off of someone's house somewhere over the summer, wait for the heat to die down and the snow to start. So you
1: snowmobile onto 84. No,
2: no, no, no highways. You're not on the highways, on the okay. side roads. Because then you can get off and get on fields or so whatever. Ditch
1: the snowmobile, and yeah. the bank's got to be open in
2: the snowstorm. The bank will be open. Yeah. You gotta rob it with don't storage. have a the gun though. The problem with robbing a bank is there's really never. I mean, how do you get to the money? It's not like the old days. You're like, ah, oh, this is a bank robbery and <laughs>
1: right. you just have, stick them up, folks. You know, I got like, my Tommy gun. You
2: know, it, you, there's so many layers of BS to get through. You're not right. gonna crack the vault. Like, what do they got? Like four hundred dollars? No, I think they're teller. told
1: they're told that no matter what, they gotta give you the money. Right. right.
2: The money in the register. They're not. You're not getting into the
1: vault. No. I mean, you most you will get is a couple grand. Right. It's not worth it to rob. banks It's not anymore. worth
2: it. Robbing banks is dumb. But
1: it's 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 it's, it's usually for a drug so let me rephrase
2: that. If you're gonna do some sort of heinous thing, I mean if it's in the snow, you don't wanna be driving a car. You gotta do it in the elements. You can't get a helicopter up in the snow. Correct. Right? So they're not gonna get you that way. They got this guy from like heat signatures. He was laying in the bushes and they caught him in the Well, that's the thing is
1: like if you're gonna rob a bank, like at least have don't just have the getaway car. You need the third and fourth steps too. Right. Like right. whether you're hiding in the garage man cave or someplace until the till the heat. All right, wait. I got I
2: got a blast from the past for you. Remember, when that dude uh, was on the run and he was hanging out at the, uh, uh, Miss Porter School and you and I were covering that for the news and they were oh. looking all over
1: for him and he no, was running I was, I was on campus that day do you
2: remember where he where they found that dude was he in the cemetery no he was hiding in the fire truck up in the boom of oh, the fire right, truck remember right, he went right. to the fire department was sitting up in the right boom right on main street right where everyone was know, he was right there I remember and that. he was waiting for everyone to leave and no one like he hung out basically at the command center in the
1: freaking I remember that I went on TV I was a truck. sports reporter I'd never done news so I didn't know what the he- heck I was talking about and uh, I remember that story. And like they were searching everywhere for
2: looking for that guy. And he was sitting in the <laughs>
1: sitting in the fire He's truck. Just hanging out, watching <laughs> everything happen. All right, we got to go. Oh,
2: man. <laughs> what would la- you do? I would go hang out back at the police department. Because <laughs> they're not going to look there. Just roll a fatty and just wait for the, the party to end. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, this has been an episode 128. Sorry, children. Of Fanbase, a fan base. Deep dive into the greatest rivalry in